All right, plug. We're back. It's been a while since we re- recorded this episode, but that's what's good is because we get a little bit of of retrospect. And man, Nick Murphy is one of the funniest guys on the scene. And yeah, man, it was cool to get his perspective growing up and, and playing sports. And after I heard him do a bit once about being on the basketball team. I asked him where he played, and he said Lakeside. And I'm like, you played on an all-black team. He was like, how did you know? I was like, because I played against Lakeside. And that's DeKalb County. That's, matter of fact, that runs the, 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 the very fine line between DeKalb County and Decatur. Like some of that, you got some hood students. So, you know, whenever you see the one white guy on the black basketball team, you know he's a shooter. So we automatically knew what Nick's role was on his high school team. And he uh, even talked about playing in college. So this was a pretty good interview, man. And, and he sound, you're, when you listen to this episode, you're going to feel like you're listening to a baseball game in the 1930s. <laughs> because Nick's voice is such a great – he has a great baseball voice. I really want to hear him call a baseball game. Nick's got a great baseball voice, and he's got a good murder face. Like you ever <laughs> need somebody to play like a killer in a movie, you should hit Nick Murphy up. He's, he's incredibly natural. talented. <laughs> Just a natural at it. Well, anyway, y'all enjoy the episode, man. Thank you, Nick. You rolling? We are, sir. Like magic. Welcome to the show, man. We got a special guest. Man, I always introduce Nick as one of my favorite comedians. I appreciate that. I think you'd be thinking I'd be blowing smoke up your ass. I don't think so. You can can get locked into doing that with every performer on the show. There's some people I'd be like, nah, they just give it up for this guy. But you're actually one of my favorite comics. I appreciate that. Every time I see Nick, I'd be like, man, I gotta get my shit together, man. This dude is is beasting out here on this shit. And and every time I finish a set, I'm like, Plug needs to get his shit together. He's not, he needs to. Yeah, <laughs> Catherine Blanford gave me one of those pep talks. Like after I featured for her, and she just pulled me outside and was like, "What the fuck are you doing? You, you should be featuring for me." I was like, "You're right. You're right. I need to get my shit together." Did she really say it? Like she that? did. She really did. She got aggressive. Catherine. She did. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, but I, I see a side of Blanford that y'all don't see because people are like she's mean. I'm like, Catherine I've heard rumors. Is a fucking sweetheart. I've like, heard. Uh, I've heard rumors. Yeah, I've seen her like give people money, and she's like, she's a fucking, she's a pretty decent person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got to be to make it far in this shit. But anyway, we ain't here to talk about. Yeah, this isn't about Catherine Blanford. No, it's not. See, this is about. She's spots. blowing up on her own. Yeah, she don't need our plugs. Yeah, no pun. Is this for me, by the way? It's that you, is. you, okay. you know? we Take care of you here. It's, uh, it's unmarked, so Absolutely. I don't know what that meant. Because you're on camera. Uh, oh, and, I see. And uh, yeah. Kroger or whoever bought this. Oh, ain't really? You can't. It's yeah. a. It's a product thing. Well, they ain't paying us. Yeah, so okay. Fuck them. Also, too, the way the crazy matrix algorithm works. If Bro. we have like a Kroger, it might get flagged and then taken down. Oh, damn, that's a good point. So, fuck, just not even worry about it. And you okay. have a blank, empty bottle of nameless water. Gotcha. I but ain't peeing it. I wanted to start with another compliment, Nick, because you are, you are extremely funny on stage, but Thanks. your voice carries so much weight. I don't know if you've ever been told that, but you sound like you could have called ball games in the 60s. Yeah, people have told me I should do like radio or something like that. <laughs> I have a voice for it. I don't know. It's just kind of how I've always sounded. And then some people think I have like an accent too, like I'm from Boston or something. I've never <laughs> been to Boston in my life or, or New York or whatever. I don't, know why, I don't know why I talk like this. It's a mixture of my parents are from the Midwest and then I grew up in Atlanta. So however, that turns into Boston somehow, <laughs> I, I guess. It translates. Oh, but, uh, but accent 
Yeah. But I, I mean, my dad kind of, he spoke very authoritatively. So I think I get some of that from there. And then uh, just try to translate that. Just try, you know, you just want everybody's attention when you're on stage. That's the number one thing. Like, yeah. obviously you want them laughing, but if they're not even paying attention, then, they can't laugh. Well, yeah. your, your voice does, because when you've been so many places and heard so much good comedy and so much shit comedy, and you've heard yourself so much, and then you hear, a, like, you've got a voice that does have, it. Does, that's a good word, authority. Like, you do command a room when you hear your voice because of the way it sounds. Yeah. So yeah. that's a that's a pretty good gift you got there. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it, it helps with, uh, I mean, we've done a million, you know, combat comedy, as they call it, you know, rowdy restaurants. Yeah. They just start the show. They don't even tell the restaurant there's going to be a show. They just start the show. <laughs> Ambush comedy. And you have to, like, get everybody's... TVs are on. Nobody gives a shit. For real, yeah. yeah. You have to... Get everyone's attention and yeah. get them to shut up. I don't. I don't understand why urban rooms do not get this. Like black <laughs> rooms do not understand. It's cool to watch comedy without the TV on. We don't sure. need Sports Center on while we were doing jokes. There are some uh, some OTP rooms that do that too. That are. Yeah, uh, it- you know, just like sports bars and shit, and they just leave the TV on. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Sometimes it's like next to the stage, so yeah. it's it's its Behind own even. distraction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> while you're up there. But I we, can't help but always just bring to the fact that the TV's on. Yeah. Like I just because it's just like what, what socially, either do a comedy show. I don't care how shitty the bar is or whatever, but commit to it, or or don't do it and leave the fucking TVs on. Well, for like, sure. I why, think, why are you doing? What are you doing? I think they just they just care about the the dollars. Like they don't yeah. really care how they're getting them. Whether but whether or not people are enjoying the, the experience show. Experience awful. Well, like, they well, don't sure, care. but I, I don't think they care. They yeah. nail it. They bottom they line. You in here buying this overpriced beer and these overpriced quesadillas? We don't give a shit. It's just socially to me, it's fascinating. Like, let's just do, let's just do this at the same time for no reason, just no commitment to any of it. Because then they just hear one part and they're ordering chicken wings. I don't know. It's just a bizarre. Thing socially yeah, to watch. Yeah, you get the waiter come over and they like stand between you and the audience while yeah. they're taking an order. It's like very loud, and then you gotta like. And then you go up there and you suck, and there's no laughs. And then you just hear somebody go, "Ah, god damn it!" And you drove forty five yeah. minutes for it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yep. But yeah. But you know, there's all kinds of tricks. It depends how how little you care. You know, you can start yeah. commentating the game that's on if you want. You yeah. know, while you're on See? stage. Yeah, you See, can do this, something like that. So you try this, this is Nick's secret life. He commentates <laughs> sports games <laughs> as a comedian. Yeah, maybe that's my radio voice. Maybe that's when it comes out. Is when I'm That'd on stage and I should be doing something else, actually right. performing for people. Hilarious. But yeah, those shows they um they put hair on your chest for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, and then, and then that's how you know. Then when it's all set up for you nice at a at a nice club, then it's easy, you know. If you had to deal with that before. So you you play basketball at Lakeside. That's right. We missed each other by about fifteen years. <laughs> Barely. We used to play. We used to play Lakeside. So yeah. Bam! What high school did you go to? I went to Riverwood. Which, okay. Which now looks like the Smithsonian. If you drive up two eighty five, that really? should look like the Museum of Natural History. It did wow. not look like that when I went there. I'd be okay. driving by like I need to go back and fake my. You know how like people fake their identities now and like. People go back and play high school ball at like thirty. <laughs> they find out it's like wait a, 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 a woman just did that. Yeah, did you bro. see that video? Yeah, I think well, she was one of the coaches, and like they didn't have enough players, so she just played in the game. <laughs> she's like thirty, and I think it was JV too. What a way to force! And she's getting she's getting like and ones and like flexing on the other girls, and I it's pretty better. Funny. 
Yeah, wow. but like, bro, if I go back right now at forty, <laughs> I guess I guess guys would do that too. Yeah, if I can't score twenty points against yeah. some JV players, yeah. bro, I need to kill myself. I should walk into traffic after that game. I could do it if my body still worked. I'm falling apart, man. My back is all locked up. We were we were supposed to play today, right? With, uh, right, right. with some of the other comics at Emory. You, you responded with the most old man shit ever. He was like, "Yeah, my back's fucked up." I was like, "Damn," it is, but can, it is. Can it's you guys like, explain that to me? What, so there was a comedian. Do y'all have a league? I well, think he's trying to start something like that, or just yeah, a regular place to play. But you weren't allowed in. Well, so that's what we found out yesterday, which is <laughs> yeah. hilarious. It was just sketchy. He was like, <laughs> you know, my brain only got so much space to process shit. Yeah. And so when I see this long text, I'm kind of skimming, I'm cliff noting the shit, and then I just see like, yeah, I got to let y'all in and sneak you guys in he, the back. He, and he just, said sneak us in. This is a yeah. younger kid in the comedy yeah. scene. He just he worded it wrong. Okay. He was, he worded it wrong. Well, I mean, I think that's what he needed to do. That's what he thought, you know? Well, sneak. He should have been like, hey, you know, I'm a... I don't know. Is how old, no how old is he? It. Is he like twenty two? I think he's young? like twenty three or twenty four oh, or something okay. like that. So yeah, when that's clearly maybe shows younger. The age. So they gonna keep doing it though. So well, it's point. just that he set up the whole thing and everyone was good to go. And then yesterday, which was the day before right. the thing was supposed to happen, Christmas he's like, Eve. "All right, okay. yeah. meet here. I'm gonna sneak you guys in." And everyone's like, "What do you Wait. mean sneak us in? Right. What are you yeah. talking about, bro?" Well, <laughs> young, young man, that's a lesson. Grown Here, here's the real lesson because I've I have snuck into Emory to play basketball before. You don't you don't have to sneak in if you bring. Unless they change the rules, because this was a few years ago. If you bring a tennis racket with you, then because uh, they have courts, the tennis courts by the basketball courts. Got tennis rackets. And I, I told around. Landon Lackey that last night. <laughs> Shout out to Landon Lackey. And Landon goes, "Man, now I gotta get a tennis racket." <laughs> I can hear him saying it so vividly with that smile, yeah. <laughs> bro. Yeah, who yeah. got spare tennis racket? So make tennis. Well, friends. That, see, that should be on Liam. It's Liam Harvey's the guy. Shout out to okay. Liam for organizing the, the whole thing in the first place. But like, that's on him. If he could bring, you know, ten yeah, tennis need, rackets yeah. and just hand Liam. them out in the parking lot, absolutely. Yeah. Well, wow, he, you sneak us in. At least he cares <laughs> enough to try to do something productive for everybody. Absolutely. Well, for sure, it was it was just, just funny. No, nobody's mad. They're still going. Yeah. We're in the group chat still, but uh, yeah. it was just funny that it was like a last no, minute. Is, like, hilarious. All right, we're gonna go through the back door into the whatever. Is just is funny. Yeah. So what what got you started, man? With, with basketball, is your dad a hooper? Your mom? My dad played everything. My dad, uh, you know, back when you you played five sports in high school, that's when yeah. he grew up. You don't really do that anymore because everybody's so specialized. There's like AAU and then travel baseball, and right. like you just don't have time to do right. all five things. So he was doing. What is that? Football, basketball, baseball, track, and something else. I don't know. Maybe wrestling or something. Bo Jackson. Yeah, well, he wasn't that good. I mean, (laughs) it's actually funny. We went back to his high school in Iowa. They're from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And uh, it uh, all he's got, how many brothers? Four? Three or four brothers? And all of them had medals in some like trophy case, and except for my dad, he was the only <laughs> one that wasn't in there. I think he was. I mean, he played in college. He made it to play college uh, football. Okay, but uh, where are you playing? Co college. Uh, that's where he met my mother. It's also in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Oh, okay. Yeah, very small. What very small division school. is that? I want to say it's Division Three. I'm pretty sure that's correct. I'd have to Google that. Man, I'm not sure. I will put down some ball players. Though, what the man. hell did your dad play? So I mean, yeah, Iowa's got good basketball. Co College, yeah. you know, it's a smaller. School. What position did your dad? Play? I've seen your dad. He's not a big guy. He's <laughs> no, kind of tall. And yeah, slim. he probably was like a guard or something like that. Um, again, we're talking a long time ago, so I, I really don't know, but. That would have been for high school. You can get by that. Yeah. High In fact, I mean, I played D3 
college ball basketball you can get by with being a power forward at like six four yeah if you are very skilled and know what you're doing because there were a lot of those guys which really is like a part of the difference between the three divisions is just bigger faster stronger right. every Absolutely. time you go up and uh and then you know you got your d1 guys your john walls who are just better than everybody no right. matter what but like a lot of d1 guys just happen to be six eight you know like they're just as skilled as a D three guy, but they're just they're just big. They're big, yeah. It's it's a it's a really big difference. I tried out for um division two school yeah. called Talladega. Okay. It was D two then, it might be D seven now, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I noticed that shit like myself. I'm like playing against I was a guard. I'm in there yeah. and their smallest guard was six two and it was a big difference. Bro. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, Man, this dude is hard to guard. I went to a D two man, just long. You know yeah. what I mean? I went on a couple of D two recruiting visits. I could have gone to uh, D2 also, and the first one I went to was called uh, Wingate. Yeah, I heard um, The other one was called Tusculum. You're not thinking of Tusculum, are you? I think it was in Tennessee, maybe, if I have that right. Wingate's in North Carolina, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I get there, and I mean, these guys are big, and their point guard, who was like maybe 6'2", maybe a little shorter than me, this is after practice when they're all like tired. He just walks over to the hoop off two feet and just jumps and just dunks it with oh, one yeah. hand. And I was like, all right, these guys are for real. You know? yeah. And that was Division two, So that wasn't even like the top of the and, top. And how tall are you? I'm like 6'2", six, 6'3". Two, six, six, two. Okay. What did you play? What, shoes. what did you play? When I was in college, I played shooting guard or small forward back and forth between the two. Yeah. Uh, kind of the same thing in uh, high school. So, um, so were you like – when you were back in high school, were you like, uh, did you take on like a leadership role, or what was what was that like? What you were I playing? I guess I wasn't our best player. I was I was just a shooter. Um, you on the team with all <coughs> brothers, were you? For sure. Yeah, you was a shooter. Yeah, yeah. it's like the white guys might as well come in there with a briefcase. Like that's the shooter. I, I talk about it on stage. Yeah, <laughs> I was the only white guy on a lot of basketball teams I was on, and that was the whole. I mean, they know it immediately. Yeah, like, as soon as you get in the game, as soon as you well, get in the game, they can put the boxing one the, on him. The, the number of times I've heard yelled "shooter" just because I was the white guy that just got <laughs> subbed in. Yeah, and, and what you was just so funny? What if you was like the most athletic, like just center? You just in there blocking shit and dunking. That'd be on pretty cool. They'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute! Let him shoot! Let him shoot!" <laughs> Dunker. Yeah, <laughs> he's got hops. He's got hops. Yeah, no, never dunked in a game. I dunked. Uh, there, there was a time when I could flush one, like after practice. Um, Same here. I but that, those days are long gone. That was like ten years ago, probably. I would be actually like I still work out and pretty. I squat and stuff still. I might could get up and get one, but it's gonna be like one out of ten. It's not gonna be consistent because yeah. my hands are so small. Right. So like, if I I gotta dunk with two hands, Sometimes or catch it off the rim. Yep. Yeah. I got small hands. So how how was like Lakeside was hell when we played against them. So, I can't so think Lakeside, of, yeah. What what? Uh, so we're talking for you. You said fifteen years. So you're talking what ninety? I was ninety eight, ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety nine. Okay. But I graduated in two thousand ten. So maybe not quite fifteen years, but uh. That, that that yeah, Lakeside actually, bro. So bro. I think two thousand. It was either two thousand or two thousand one. They made the state finals I against against Wheeler, and they lost to Wheeler in the finals. I can't think of the guy's name who was the point guard on that team that I played against in ninety eight, ninety nine. Because he, I think he might have been met. gone because he was a senior. Oh, bro, this that dude. Was that guy's name? Stole the ball from me like four times straight. This shit was the most <laughs> embarrassing shit ever. How I'm annoying about. was that? Bro, to just be like, bro, because you get. 
And Nick was can it attest four to possessions this. in a row? Straight. I'm Ooh. talking yeah. about. And Nick can attest to this. Like people you, in the stands are get, mad at you. You get, get him out. The worst shit to get is emotional because then you'll start rushing, right. and making more fucking mistakes. Because right. that's really what happened. This is my girlfriend. It's like a Friday night. <laughs> my girl's her first time coming to like see me play. Yeah. And I'm oh. fucking. I got this like this little crossover move I've been trying to work on. So I tried rip layup. I try to get the ball again, so I try to like they they run this trap. I don't know if y'all used to still run this like full court press. Oh, and everybody like, presses. Well, yeah. it's like a disguise because you don't see it. There's only one man. Like the point guard hangs back, like he's just gonna pick you up full court. But yeah. As soon as you get the ball, it these comes. motherfuckers come out the stage. You're like, where did they come from? Yeah, yeah. Turnover, four straight. And Coach your girls in the stands too. Yeah. So embarrassing. Did you get pulled? Of course. You get pulled. Yeah, so they take you. They take you out after four. Four straight. <laughs> I, the worst. The worst turnover. The most embarrassing turnover, though. I tried to cross over once. So Stevenson, we played Stevenson. <laughs> Stevenson was always pretty good. Their yeah. first year. This is the this school is just built. I'm talking about the paint is fresh on this bitch. Yeah, yeah. We like they ain't gonna be good. And I'm like, this in DeKalb County, they gonna be pretty good. Yeah. It's like, nah, they ain't gonna be rude, dude. I tried this crossover. The dude rips the shit. And goes and dunks this bitch with two hands. Ooh, yeah, yeah. She was pretty bad. I was pretty fucking embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> did the, did your girl stay for the rest of the game? She did. All she right. Did. So that's and you know that's loyalty. I right ended there. up having like I think you know I wasn't a big scorer. I was more like rebounds, yeah. assists. I was like, what's your boy? Um, Nicholas Nicholas Batum. Batum. I, I was more like Frenchman. Yeah, yeah I yeah. was like, I might get you ten points some games, but I'm gonna have nine assists. I might have about five steals, a couple of blocks. That's a little Jason Kiddish kind of. Yeah, he, that, that, was, was, that used to be his thing. Get the triple double with ten points. I yeah. don't know. Like, did Joe? So let me ask you this: because you obviously grew up playing yeah. basketball. Yeah, yeah. Did your off? Did your rec league? I guess in the neighborhood game translate to high school. Because my shit was totally different. So, you know what? I, and I've talked uh, a lot about this with uh, some of my soccer-playing friends, actually. And there's a difference between – so they would equate that to, like – so, like, travel ball, AAU. That's, like, your uh, – what you would call – so, in soccer, it's, like, your uh, your club team, right? Like, uh, English Premier League, uh, Spanish League, all that stuff. And then when you come to high school, that's your national team, ah. right? So, that's what, you, that's what you have to play for because you go there, Right. right? It's not going to be as good because you get all the best players on your club team because they're from all over the state, right? right? But then you go back to your national team. So it should be easier when you come back to your school because that's a higher level, typically a higher level basketball because there's just so many, like, all the best players. The Georgia Stars were always, like, the premier. Them and the Celtics. Celtics, Celtics. Celtics. Those were the two premier AAU teams when I was coming up. And they would just have all the best players from all the best high schools, mm-hmm. right? So that's going to be, you know, if they played a high school team, they're going to beat them every time because they have all the best players. So, so when you like would go back. it's an all-star team, basically? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an all-star team. That's what we had uh, Marcus Welch play for the Celtics. We had a guy on here. Yeah, that, I mean, those are the guys that had, like, Josh Smith and Dwight Howard at the yeah. same time. And, uh, <laughs> they will beat um, you by 100. Who the hell was the guy that went to uh, – so it's actually like a marketing team for the kids going to the NBA. It was, I mean, now it's like a lot more streamlined. Right. Like yeah. there are definitely teams you want to be on, and if you're on them, they're going to get all of the publicity, and they're going to get invited to all the big tournaments, get all the exposure, all the scouts, all that Gear kind of stuff. And all that shit. It's big business, man. <clears throat> for I got sure. a buddy on coming on pretty soon. He's just out of town, but he does that. Like he's in South Florida, and he has like a travel team. Shit, big business, man. Like they get sponsors, bro. Like. Yeah, I had a couple teammates. I mean, that went all over, but I remember a couple that went to Mays, and uh, they were saying, like, oh, yeah, high school is so easy compared to, like, AAU basketball, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, you're, you're 
I wasn't the best player, but I was one of the better players. So I got a lot of playing time, got the ball a lot. So your stats are going to be better than when you go play AAU and everybody's got to kind of split time and all that kind of shit. So uh, how was that Lakeside team? Did you guys make stater? We did. Yeah. It's Lakeside is like a, it's funny now because there's so much recruiting that goes on. Yeah. Like I went to, well, I'll get to that in a second. So like private schools, you know, they're going to recruit, they're going to do this some, and then some. Public schools, from what I remember, definitely do that. Also, there's like yeah. zoning issues. You got to live in a certain place. Yeah. Sometimes you live with a, got a, a friend or something. <laughs> yeah, they'll make they'll make it happen. You yeah. know, if they want you on the team. Um, but our thing was just kind of like, I, I guess, luck in a in a way. We just had a group of guys. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It took us like, you know, it took us all the way till senior year to make the state playoffs. But like, we were good our senior year, and we were beating. Uh, like teams we used to just not be able to figure out, like Tucker, we beat them finally. Marist, Marist had a lot of guys go D one when I first got into Lakeside, um, and then they had graduated. They still had some good players, but you know we were better too. So we started beating people. We beat Miller Grove. That See, was a huge game. They didn't even exist when I was in. Yeah, so like that would have been our when you said Stevenson just go well. That was basically our Stevenson. Like they had just they were a fresh new school. And they uh, they had a guy named Mufon Eudofia. Shout out to Mufon. He you got to be good with that name because people are gonna make. He fun was pretty of good. Shit. He averaged like thirty points per game. I think he ended up uh-huh. going to Georgia Tech. Um, we beat them at Miller Grove. That was like one of the best high school games I've ever been a part of. They also had a guy named Stephen Hill who ended up on the Jets as oh, a wide shit. receiver. Yeah, he was like six five, six six, and could do every dunk. Like you better be. It was wild. Yeah, and they w- they won the state championship <laughs> that year, uh, the year that we beat them. That was my junior year. So we're like, all right, we got something here. And that was when coming back to Lakeside. Um, it's so funny because I've started going back to Lakeside games now um, at 30, you know. <laughs> and the same guy on the PA system, Coop, shout out to Coop, he's still doing it. He's been doing it 20 years. He's still on the mic. The team's not as good anymore, but he's still doing it. And when we beat Miller Grove, Coop, like, gathered us in, like, a classroom. And he was like, okay, I've been here a long time. This is the first, like, team in a while where it seems like you guys are going to, like, go places. So he showed us a tape. It was a VHS of Lakeside at Georgia Tech in the 2000 or 2001 playoffs playing Marietta High School with Patrick Ewing's son, Patrick Ewing Jr. Yeah. They were the favorites. They were, I think they were undefeated. And I think I talked about this with Johanse Collins recently. Shout out to Johanse. I think he went to Marietta and knew some of those guys. We were talking about this. And uh, Marietta was supposed to go undefeated and win the whole thing. And they then Lakeside beat them in the Final Four. And he showed us the game, the videotape. It was crazy. Um, Lakeside, I mean not Lakeside. Marietta always they yeah. had a guy named no that was Dunwoody, but Marietta's always been good. Dunwoody's been pretty good yeah. in the past as well. Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, 2000. So now we're in 2009, 2010. Team's good. Everybody's coming back. We had three or four seniors and then one junior named Al Key who was fantastic. He ended up playing for Alabama, um, and. We made we did lose in the first round, so we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. Uh, so that's the real story. Way before the ball, was yeah, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. But 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 the the work up to that because like Lakeside, I mean, our football team was terrible always, and so like it was nice to have our soccer team was good. I had some friends on the soccer team; they won the state championship, so that was cool. Uh, chess won the state championship. I was on that. Nobody gave a fuck about that. The chess so, team, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, Wait nobody a minute. cares. Wait a minute. We didn't even get in the yearbook. 
Damn, I didn't know you played chess. Yeah. That makes sense though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. They didn't. Hold on, you won the chess, and they didn't even put it in the yearbook. It might have been like a foot, like a like a small <laughs> pocket. They put thing y'all at the under bottom. the obituary. Basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people died. Oh yeah, they won the state championship. Yeah. Okay, so in other news, <laughs> so as far as like sports that people cared about, like yeah. we we had come a long way with with basketball. Is what I'm trying to say. So. Uh, it was cool to, you know, and it was close and it was on the road. It's like it could have gone either way. We just lost. And then that team went however far they went, you know, and then it's because uh, like the best two teams the year before that were both from our uh, division conference, whatever you call it. It was Tucker and Miller Grove. They were the state finals the year before. And we had been right there. We had beat Miller Grove once. We lost to Tucker on some bullshit and didn't get in that year. Um, at the end of the season, so like we know we're right there, and then like, we played. Was it like some ref shit, or was it? Like yeah, I have it on video. I got uh, fouled by a friend of mine, actually, Quentin Brown, who I grew up with. He went to Tucker, I went to Lakeside, and uh, he fouled me on a three, and I made the three, but they didn't call the foul. I mean, it was very obvious. He like knocked me over, but the ref was looking at the ball. Oh, ball watching ref, and then, and, then and my dad films the whole crowd right after the play, and everyone in the stands like that's a foul, like they're <laughs> screaming. But we never got the call, so then we lost. It was, we, we should find that guy. My dad was probably awful. know him. Can we zoom in on that? It yeah. was at Miller Grove. Oh, yeah, my dad probably definitely That was him. where the conference tournament was being held. We should find that guy. We, you've, you've seen The Wire? We'll have him, like, tied up in the <laughs> Not garage. Not the whole thing. I know I, know I need to watch we that. we like, Nick, we got we to gotta give a gift, get a gift. We got, we got something for you. We're going to yeah. have his ref tied up for you. I tell you what, man. Yeah, that was a, that was a tough one. Um, but, you know, and again, we did lose in the first round, but I was proud of that, the fact that we even made the made fucking it. state playoffs. Yeah. You know? And finally, we were like... Like in the conversation with the other good schools, Shambly, Tucker, uh, and Miller Grove. So my senior year, we had a guy. It was a guy that went to Shambly that passed away, and he was about to go do what it went pro. He had like some heart shit. Oh man. shit! Yeah, bro. Sorry to hear that, bro. My my friend from Shambly, he's still a pro. He, I think he's in like Italy or something. Langston Hall. He was always really good, and we I, that is the one high school we never beat. We never beat Shambly. Yeah, they, they just always, they just had our number always. So you. And I, you mentioned something a second ago. Yeah. You said it was the greatest game you were a part of. In high school, yeah. What? Which game was that? The game we beat Miller Grove at Miller Grove in 2009. I was a junior. And uh, they had that guy Mufon. They also had a guy named Tony Parker who was the basically like... Yeah, so like same name as the guy from right. Spurs. But uh, no, this guy was 6'9 Damn. and could like handle it. He ended up going to UCLA. He was a freshman that year. And uh, I was a junior. But he was still, like, you know, right there with Mufon as far as their best player. And they, they had just a million, like, six, eight guys, super athletic, good defenders. And uh, we beat them on the road. That was great. You know who was good, too, when I was in high school? Norcross. Were they still pretty oh, good? Norcross is always good. Yeah, they were pretty they good. Were, they, and they're still. I mean, I knew a guy from there, Jeremy Lamb. He ended up in the NBA. Lamb, yeah. I um, saw him play because my dad was still refing high school ball pretty heavy yeah. then. So I, I saw Lamb play I hung out with him a couple times. He was a cool dude. Yeah. I knew him through Langston. Langston and him were friends. I played with Langston in uh, summer league ball, like travel ball. So that was like one of those all-star teams. It was actually called the Atlanta All-Stars. <laughs> That's who I played for. And it was with him and another guy named David Mason who went to Shambly, too. They were both very good players. And, uh, um, yeah, they just had our number at, uh, at Shambly. You know what's funny? So I, we were talking before the podcast started that I went to that Wizards game because I met some of the players at the Skull, and then they got me tickets, and I went. Uh, like six months ago, they had a guy named Kentavious Caldwell-Pope yeah. on the Wizards. I know Pope. He's now on the Nuggets. I played with Kentavious in eighth grade. Bro, small world. Yeah. That's my dad's fishing buddies. 
my dad best friend nephew like wow like he's got pope's high school jerseys in, yeah. his, in his like man cave yeah, like yeah. that's his real nephew Contavious was cool I, I remember him we only played for the one summer um he's but it's player. like like you just never know who's gonna like first of all who's gonna grow and then who's gonna have the work ethic and all that kind of shit like i just didn't hear about him until you know he's like one of the top ranked players in the country that's what going it really to UGA. is man it's, yeah. the, it's, your, it's your work ethic Especially when it comes to the separation between the levels. It's oh, yeah. like, you got to do. You can't get by by just being good. I was good. I didn't work at it. You right. know what I mean? Like, if you don't right. work at it, not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, so what was the recruiting? So the game's over. You guys, you lost in the first round. Yeah. Like, were you being recruited throughout the season? Like, did you have an idea? Yes. Like, where, were you, where were you at mentally? Like, like were you wanting to go up higher levels with ball or like what? Yeah, I knew I was going to play college basketball. Okay. Um, mine was actually pretty streamlined and pretty easy because um, from that from that summer league team, Atlanta All Stars is still a team coached by a guy named Ben Miller, uh, who's great, probably my favorite coach I ever had, and uh, he basically fast tracks or helps get guys exposure like a guy like me who's six three white guy not going to go d1 but still wants to continue playing basketball so he'll kind of get he'll get you exposed to division three division two coaches scouts that kind of shit and for whatever <laughs> reason um during the years i was getting ready to be a senior in high school uh, he had this pipeline from the atlanta all-stars his travel team to birmingham southern college in birmingham alabama they were like I don't know, three, four guys that had all been on the All-Stars that ended up at Birmingham Southern. I was friends with several of them, and so it was just an easy call. I already knew who my freshman roommate was going to be, a guy named Griffin. So it just all fit. And all yeah, this, yeah, yeah, it was just like I didn't even really think about it. Like They so saw me play a couple it? times, and like, oh, yeah, that's the perfect kind of guy we're looking for. I'm, I'm always fascinated with a coach-player relationship, and you said that was the best coach I ever played for. Yeah. Like, what, was it, was it, what was it that made him stand out? Like, What was his style? He, well, I, he's a player's coach. Like, he was cool with everybody, but he was still, like, a coach. So he'd still yell at you, get on your ass, you know. He'd yell at the refs. He got thrown out a bunch. It was very funny. Uh, everybody likes a Bobby Cox who, bro, who will but, get but thrown out But it's also how he you. looked. He looked like uh, Danny DeVito. He's, like, a short, yeah. fat guy. I like this guy. Yeah, and he's, like, <laughs> yell, talking trash to, like, big referees, you know. If you're going to be short, I, fucking around bro. in basketball, you got to be loud and yeah. obnoxious. I, I yeah, said, yeah. we're coaching for a minute. Y'all know I got kicked out. Y'all for sure. Know yeah. I for sure. Bro, I used to get. I kicked the ball across the it's gym. It's easy to like watch and be like, I would never do that yeah. until you're in the yeah. position. Yeah. And then, you know, if you've played and then you coach, yeah. you never lose the competitive edge. Right. And so, but as a coach, you only can control so much. Right. So, like, if you really see some bullshit, you really go off. And this dude, like, it was at Georgia State. Do you remember, like, in college? So every a lot of universities have intramural teams. Sure. And they play this big tournament. The shit is a big fucking deal. Of they course, play this yeah. shit at Georgia State. And it yeah. was in that tournament. And we were like, it, we had fought to get back in the game. And yeah. like the ref called some bullshit. And the ball rolled over to me. They couldn't have rolled it better than a film. And I, I tried to kick it at the ref. And okay. I missed him. And yeah. the shit just, like, flies. <laughs> like, just sails. lines towards the stands. Yeah, yeah. And like, you out of here. Hit an old and lady. And all my players was like. <clears throat> Goddamn respect. Coach. Yeah, respect. They, they still talk we'll about see you in the shit. locker room. They still so every now and then somebody would hit me on Facebook, but like, hey, you remember you got thrown out that game, bro? <laughs> Goddamn right. 
Yeah, he got thrown out uh, several times. He was always hilarious. So it sounds like the perfect guy to play for. I play for absolute nightmare. Because at the end of the day, you know he's like fighting for you, you know, unless he's doing something insane out there, like trying to fight somebody, but he never did that. And it makes you go hard. It makes you as a player. For sure. Yeah, like you will fucking go to bat for it. You run through a wall. You talk about coaches. How about the parents? You ever been a... Uh, been a parent that got kicked out? I've seen that happen. Nah, my kid don't play no sports. Okay. Nah. Okay. Well, I've seen because yeah, that's another used, one too, where you're like, "There's the way I'm going to yell at my son's game," you know. Oh, yeah. And then you get there, and you know, well, it's the five and unders, and you're like, "Are you fucking kidding yeah, me?" Yeah, like, right, bro. Like, I've dad been reffing myself. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's kind of how I ain't gonna say I put myself through college, but that's how I kept my my lights and shit on, you know, yeah. in college. And um, yeah, I've seen some parents fight. I've seen, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. We've had to th- throw some out. But yeah, yelling, I, yelling at refs. I mean, it, it never ends. Like even the Lakeside games I've gone to this year, it, the parents still, it's, yeah. it'll never change. They're just always going to be yelling and this and that. What makes it rough is a lot of them don't know the game really, sure. and so they think every time somebody gets touched, every time, especially when it's a dive, like yeah, when yeah. something happens and you got players rolling on the floor, right? Foul! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This dude didn't even hit nobody. He you, just you right. just you shouldn't get fired up until I think the kids are in high school. Man, sure. Like, there's no, there's a kid out there sitting down playing with flowers. Like, how you, there's, why are you yelling at the umpire? Just let them be kids. Yeah, there's a, there's a good video of an umpire. They're, they're uh, yelling at him from like right behind him, right behind the whatever, and uh, he just quits in the middle of the game. Yeah, <laughs> he just walks should. up because they're like seven year olds playing baseball. It's no stakes. <laughs> I had to tell yeah, a lot yeah. of parents, that I'm like, hey man, <laughs> listen. I remember I called some coaches together one time. Yeah, we was doing. Maybe seven and under. This is in Valosta, Georgia, and they you would have thought you're, this, you're reffing. I'm this? reffing. You okay. would have thought this was the national championship. <laughs> I could see you reffing a game. That'd be funny. And I literally <laughs> called them to half court and say, "Hey, y'all, y'all do know we're not even keeping the score for this game. Like, <laughs> who yeah. the fuck cares? Go yeah. back over there. And fucking let me. Get, hey, man, it's." I'm trying to get home to my weed, man, bro. Yeah. Like, would you hurry the fuck like there are up? Levels where, there are levels where they just don't even call traveling yet because it's going to happen so, so frequently. Yeah. If people knew well, they don't a call referee. The anymore anyway. A referee. Well, yeah, exactly. They're training them for the NBA. <laughs> yeah. All the way up to the professional level, a yeah. referee can call something every play. It's something going on every play. The game will be 10 sure. hours. For sure. They always hold it. They yeah. always doing some little knick-knack dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. Now, I could imagine, bro, like, I could imagine reffing this day and age. All these kids now emulating these NBA players and running down the fucking floor, hitting their arms and shit. Yeah. Bitch, And their, their ego defense. is so juiced from social media. Bruh. They got to impress followers. They got to... You know what the maddest I ever saw people was? A ref one time blew his whistle accidentally. He just didn't even mean to do it. <laughs> he was just running, and it was in his mouth. Inadvertent. Oh. And he blew it, and everybody stopped. They had, like, a fast break, and they Ooh. stopped. And the ref was just like, "My bad, I, I didn't mean to do that." <laughs> oh. it's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Oh, it that's was so funny. That's embarrassing. It was so funny. I think it was like a JV game or something. I think that's... one of my most embarrassing referee stories was like when I first started. So they got you got to go to camp and all this stuff. And so like your last little graduation thing, you got to do a scrimmage. Yeah. And we doing Lowndes County versus. It was Lowndes and Moultrie, like Lowndes and Coquitlam. I remember County. Lowndes. They had good football too. Always good football. Yeah, yeah. So. The the lady Lowndes has a woman's coach, which is like prestigious down there. She's like pretty big deal. But uh, for the men's team, for the men's oh, team. That's cool. So she comes up and she goes, 
And so, like, the guy, our proctor, our hair ref, he's like, don't tell them. They're going to ask you how long. Because these people been coaching down here 20 years. They know all the officials. Right. So they're going to know you knew. So don't tell them you knew. Tell them you used to ref in a different association. No, that's a good idea. So the lady, so the lady comes up. She goes, how you doing, ref? I ain't seen you before. How long you been calling ball? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've been doing it about five years. Yeah. So she's looking at my young ass like yeah, yeah, yeah. My first fucking whistle, I missed like a call. And she goes, Motherfucker, you ain't called no ball before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, do they go right for the, they go for the throat right away? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got my shit together later. I saw her later that year. She was like, I'll see you getting a little better, ref. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get That's like, all they want. It's just that you you give a shit and you're trying, you know. Yeah. That's part of the human element, man. They want to, like, they're making umpires robots now. I just, I can't. Well, that I've always been in favor for, for just just the, uh, the strike zone. Like, you but know on TV it whether it was it ball out. or strike. Like, yeah, but you could put a mic in the ump's head if you still want him to stand there and do the He's thing. He's got to stand there. Yeah, can't, they you can't can still stand here. there, but yeah. just put him, mic I, him I up. See the arm. Just mic him up and be like, <laughs> yeah. all right, Bob, that was a, that was a strike. Know what, Nick, you made me feel better actually, because in <laughs> yeah. my mind when they start talking about getting rid of the the umps. I don't want to watch a game. No, no, no. Without... I, I, I like seeing people get rung up. Yeah, I do like yeah. that. But I like that. I like that's the what I'm saying. Give him, just give okay. him the answer. Just like tell the him the piece. answer. I feel better. So that he doesn't even have to pay I attention. Get fired up about things and don't even think them through. <laughs> well, what about that guy that's late? Like, what about that guy that's like a late? Like he hears it late and it's like a delay. Oh, it's like a delay. So, delay after, so after it's over, he's like, <laughs> 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 he's like, bitch, that was six seconds ago. Fuck. Yeah. You know, this, we we depending on technology too much for this to happen. Yeah, guys. but no, I mean, like quarterbacks have a mic in their fucking helmet now. Like they know the yeah. play call when it's happening. You know, that's true. So was you? So all right, you in college? Boom, you live in a dream. You say you want to play college ball. Was you a starter? Like how? I think I was on my way to being a starter. I was there two years, so like, we also did something very unusual. We had a very unusual play style. We we subbed five people at a time because we pressed in college. Mm. Some people hated it because that means you're going to play less. Everybody's going to play less. Like the max you'll play is 20 minutes. It's a 40 minute game. Starters average are going to play at least 30 to 35 minutes, but nobody did because it, we subbed sorry, so frequently. Yeah, go ahead. I, I just. Because I was trying to think of that. So is it like an A squad and a B squad? Yeah. And it's the same ABC. squad each time? Or ABC. Does, okay. Yeah. We had 15 guys on the team, 15 or 16, something like that. And uh, they would sub. And obviously the A squad plays the most. But yeah. when it's time to sub, they're all coming out. And that frust- I know that frustrated a lot of those guys. Because a lot of us were three-point shooters. And if you're on a roll and you get subbed out, just because it's time to be subbed out for the next team, it can be pretty frustrating. And some does guys it, got mad about that. Does it get? Does it kind of segregate the team? Uh, I mean, I guess because the, the best people are always a little bit. Everybody you, you knows, could make that but, argument chemistry wise, yeah. yeah. Like because sometimes, yeah, sometimes you'd have to flip, and some guys playing with four guys, so he's just not used to playing with. Now everybody knows the system, everybody knows what to do. But you're right. I mean, you, you, you start leave, to learn like, guys. The best and then bring in. You like, start to you learn could, guys different tendencies and stuff, or like yeah. if they're going to pass or not. And if you're in with a squad you haven't been playing with you don't know like if he's going to try to throw a no look pass right now or if he's just going to keep dribbling like necessarily if you haven't been you know getting that shit down in practice with that particular squad so you're right yeah there was like there could become chemistry issues but fortunately for most of our games it didn't matter because we beat a lot of people we won the conference tournament uh my freshman year and then sophomore year made the national tournament even though we botched the conference tournament, we lost at Birmingham. That one stung. But we got an at, that at-large bid because our record was so good. And then we lost in the first round again. <laughs> and, uh, God damn. In the, <laughs> national, <laughs> the national tournament. <laughs> 
I get my I get my foot in the door. Okay? Yeah, I, bet, I bet like now with comedy, do you co- do you do like comedy competitions? You're like, bitch, I bet not losing this first fucking round. <laughs> uh, that has happened to me, but I've also won some some comedy competitions too. So. What's yeah. the best game you played like in college? What was your best? Oh, dude, I only had it was only like a like thirteen points or something. But again, it's because like you're playing those adjusted minutes. Yeah. So like if you adjusted that for a full thirty minute game, I don't I don't know how many points that would have been. Maybe twenty twenty five something like that. Um, so what was your game it, like in college? Did how did your um, high school game translate? The shooting was all. I mean. I definitely got a better handle just so that, like, I didn't just get stripped immediately. Because, like, before I knew how to dribble, it's kind of like what you were saying. They just take it from you every time. Mm-hmm. So I got, I got to the point where... Like, oh. Yeah, so I got to the point where, like, I could keep uh, people from just, like, stealing it from me straight up. But it was a lot of, like, motion offense anyway. So there's not a lot of dribbling to be done if you're the shooting guard, small forward. You know, the point guard, most of that. A lot of screens, a lot of running around. Um, Who'd you model your game after? Definitely J.J. Redick back in the day. That was my guy. Who's now under fire for insulting the great uh, Larry Bird. I don't know if you guys saw that. <laughs> no, uh, what did no, J.J. say? He, he said that uh, <laughs> it's so stupid, man. Like, we uh, we could talk about this all day, which is kind of the point, which is what they do. Like, the whole argument between Michael Jordan versus LeBron, it's like, it's an unanswerable question. It's Absolutely. a stupid fucking and question. It has, it has provided and it's one of the reasons mansions. we do this, because we're tired of hearing those arguments It's all provided the time. mansions to so many fucking idiots, you know? Skip Bayless should be homeless, <laughs> yelling at people that... LeBron James is bad at basketball. He should be living under a bridge. How can you have yelling at people? LeBron James sucks, but because people want to watch him say it, he yeah. lives in a mansion. You right. know, uh, all those guys that, that they just they're they're always gonna be able to bring that shit up. Like who's better? Who's the top five? Who's your top five? Now who gives a shit, man? Just watch the game. The right. argument goes into a wall of nothingness because it's improvable. Right, but that's why it's that's like how you get It's like the war on terror. Like it's unwinnable but, because the enemy's <laughs> always everywhere. But that's and that's how you got the 24 hour. See like news started at first and then sport ESPN made sports at 24 hour. Well, how do you make that happen? You got to yeah, make up some fucking about, arguments yeah. that aren't that don't have an answer, you know? Got to. You and then that's to. how you get first take, and then, you know, they just argue the whole time, but none of them ever I go, oh, okay, no, that's a good point. I agree with you now. No one to, ever says to, that. To Shannon, like, talk about where he buys his suits from for five minutes right. than this argument. Like, that 24 hours, man. 24 hours. You got to fill it, you know? I think I just, they're like, you know how people, like, talk about how, like, Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, they're always arguing, at th- but then, like, behind closed doors, they're probably like, that was awesome. Like, people are going to, you know. I think Shannon Sharp and uh, Absolutely. Skip Bales yeah, are doing the same thing. Absolutely. It's just like, it's yeah. Good yeah. Cop, cop. Exactly. And then as soon as they cut the camera, they're just like, it, we got well, That was good, man. If, if it's yeah. not highly polarizing, it's 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 not going to sell. It's like what everything is. Yeah, for is. sure. For sure. How many times have you felt the same opinion as somebody but just played devil's advocate because everyone else had the same opinion? Well, you for just sure. To have a different for sure, and then sometimes that's fun. Yeah, yeah that's so that's what they do. But the answer is just turn off the TV. Like people that yes. hate Skip Bayless and hate him and tweet about him and say, if you just if you just don't watch the show, then they're going to lose yeah. ratings and they're going to be like off. I say, what well, do you have? Just one channel, you know? But they can't stop. They can't stop watching. They can't stop watching the guy. You know, it's like when Howard Stern came out. Watch ESPN Deportes. Learn something. Yeah, I just I get when they get in those moments of going down that road. I because I watch it on YouTube. Yeah, so I'll go to something where there's some substance. Because I like listening to Shannon. Like, Shannon's hilarious, and he's got, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame tight end. He's one of the best ever. So, like, I like to hear him talk ball. Sure. And then, you know, Skip comes in with, well, Tom Brady was better than you, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, like, I remember that Skip, clip, too, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> right. That's your buddy, and you're yeah. going to talk that kind of shit to him? But that's what I'm saying. Like, 
Like, what if as soon as they turn off the camera, Shannon was like, that was great, man. Nice. Skip is like Howard Stern of sports. He's like a shock job. That's what I'm saying. He just saved shit. Because Howard Stern, that was his whole thing. He pulled him into a room. Now, he said this. He said that he pulled him into a room and they had to have a conversation. Yeah, but it's it's all storylines. Like, who knows? Like, maybe he pulled him into a room and they just laughed together in a room. Maybe Maybe that's what happened. Maybe they did. Because he's like, that was an awesome clip. Everything is a production. Do it again tomorrow. Skip, you want to slap me in the face tomorrow? That'll go viral. It's all for show. Right. Yeah. It's all for sure. It's kind of like what my dad told tells that story about like how the coaches be getting on the refs and then you pull the ref to the side your your buddy and you like you're supposed to be chewing them out but you like, "Hey man, it's a bad bitch in row 3. Yeah, like, what yeah. you going to eat for dinner?" Then you go back to the coach like, "Yeah, yeah man, I got on that motherfucker, man. We oh, good." Man. Th- those are some of the best moments to drop jokes when it's a serious like basketball uh, game, you absolutely. know. That's how you can kind of make friends with some of the other players on the other team because at the end of the day it's not that serious. It's right. a basketball game. Like right. there would be fights sometimes happening on the court in my high school games. And my friends would be up in the stands, and I would be, like, in the middle of it, but I would just be going, can you believe this shit's happening? <laughs> I'm just smiling for, on the court. <laughs> this is hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. That was some of the best days, man. So, anyway, yeah. So, J.J. Redick, he said that uh, Larry Bird was not an all-time three-point shooter because of numbers. I mean, like, but then it was also a different game back then. There was no three-point line. For a while, right when he when he started, I guess, or when when the three point line come in, I'm I don't not know. Too sure, but either way, he didn't shoot as many as like it's common to do now. Stephen Curry's throwing it up thirty times a game now from three. You right. know, that just wasn't how people played back then. So, right. of course, that pissed off all the the old heads. Of course, and uh, Dominique Wilkins and then Michael Cooper have both made statements, basically just saying "fuck JJ." Right? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Cooper. Was badass, man. He yeah, was, I mean, he's he pretty good. Larry Bird has said he was the best defender he ever went yeah, against. He was long, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Dazzling from Street Fighter, but <laughs> yeah. he was long. Man. For sure, for sure. Was long, Michael. Bro, I was, you know, he, he coached the Atlanta Dream for a minute, I and I went to that. a Dream game. Interesting. That's all bitch long. Michael yeah, was yeah. like seven feet tall, bro, mm-hmm. and like he could touch the ground with his arms. Yeah, long. So, all right. But you it was Redick, yeah. Like not a lot of dribbling, but like you can if you need to. And then you just run around screens most of the game. I was. It's funny you you brought that up being like a shooter because like when you a shooter naturally you don't really worry about the dribbling part of it. You, sure. You just dribble enough. So my my little quick story with that. I was a shooter naturally, and uh, I went to Detroit. I used to go to Detroit in the summer. Yeah. See my granddad and all the kids. You know that's fucking hoop city. Yeah. yeah. All the kids play ball. They immediately figured out. That I could not put the ball on the ground. Sure. So they just was like, oh man, just stay in front of him. You can't dribble. Right. And so by the time I got so tired of getting the ball taken from me, by the yeah. time I got back to school that year, yeah. boy, I had some handles on y'all. Legs. Sure. Yeah. sure. It makes you it makes you get better. Like, yeah, you just gotta figure it out. And I like I never got into like a cross him up Allen Iverson. I never figured that out. But what I did figure out was like watching Stephen Curry. Just different uh, different guys you wouldn't even think. Like Carmelo Anthony one time did a move, and I was like, holy shit, you can do that? And I just started doing it, like, just to create space. Not yeah. even to go by the guy, but just to create enough space to get the shot off. So you learn how to do shit like that. Those, somebody who knows how to create their own shot is the worst person to fucking guard. Sure. Because they just don't stop moving. And even when they're not moving, they still moving. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, this shit yeah. is the worst. I hate it guarding people. Like, I, I would rather guard a shooter. Easier to guard. Just stay in front of them. Yeah, it's easier to watch on uh, on TV and be like, oh, I could stay in front of that guy. It's like you have no idea how, like, impossible it Bro. is with a very fast point guard. Just blow right past you. Mm-hmm. And they don't have, like, you You're just guessing at a certain point, like, which way he's going to try to go. And you're always going to be wrong. And we used to always, like, because I played on pretty much Unless all. you're also a super fast point guard, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was on an all-black team pretty much, and we had 
white guy who was our shooter. Shout out Michael Chastain. But anyway, um, shout out Michael Chastain. Yeah, so, Welcome to the brotherhood. Yeah. So he, <laughs> you can still come to the cookout. But um, so Mike was one of those people. Like he was, he was our shooter, and like most of the times when we played. They would figure that shit out immediately. Yeah. And so it was just like make the game that much harder. Sure. For us. It was like, damn, we gotta take up some slack. But one thing that I used to notice coming from an all black athletic team, we would play Maris. You way more athletic than fucking Maris. Sure. They beat your ass with them fundamentals. Like they set solid screens. Like you're not like you're gonna be tired of fighting screens by the third quarter. Like they Bounce pass efficiently in the lane. <laughs> they fucking we coming in that bitch trying to rally, getting the ball stolen. It's the classic, <laughs> classic uh, clash of talent versus yeah, uh, that's how whatever you want to call like it. Discipline. And yes. no offense. yeah, Shane Gillis has a new bit about that about talent versus that. We're gonna out discipline these guys tonight. Pretty much. Yeah, that's what the Bro, white guys I are remember, telling each other. I remember yeah. going to play schools. I remember we played Saint Pius and we were on the Saint bus. Pius is the one I was about to bring up. Yeah, yeah go ahead. We were on the way to play Saint Pius, and I remember this was my. Sophomore year, and yeah. our team captain was like, "We ain't losing to these white boys tonight. <laughs> we ain't come like he's like we ain't come way up here. Like we technically only four exits that way, but I get what you well, say. Well, you don't want to know what they were yelling in their locker room. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna lose these broke ass niggas tonight." <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's funny. Yeah, the, the best example of that, St. Pius versus Tucker. I was in eighth grade. Tucker had a guy named Cameron Tatum. I don't know if that name rings a bell. And a guy named Marshawn Brooks who did make it to the league. I think Cameron Tatum maybe made it to the D League or like a quick stint with the Grizzlies, I think. But uh, anyway, I mean, these guys were the guys. Like I was at uh, Shambly. And I watched Cameron Tatum. This is the most, this is the craziest audience reaction I've ever seen. Cameron Tatum got a tip dunk over the point guard of Shambly. This is at Shambly. The point guard thinks he's going to get the rebound. Cameron Tatum jumps over him, dunks on him, hangs on the rim. And I guess he had done that so frequently that season. The whole crowd was all Tucker kids on this side. They all had brought tea bags in their jackets. And they're doing this with the, with the tea bags. The, the whole stands. Was doing that. And I was like, oh my God, bro. This is awesome. Yeah. Those state, those students. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, yeah. I used to see some of the most creative heckling in basketball. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my thing was I was a good three point shooter, good player. My weakness, free throws. Sure. I would hit these bitches when you needed them. Now, if the game well, on well, the line. That, that's when the fans, that's when the fans the have the game, most influence. Oh, first quarter is yeah, yeah. three to three, and I just went to the line. Oh, I'm chanking these bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember a team, we played fucking Milton. And these racist ass Mil- pricks. Milton was always good, too. These racist ass pricks, they did some research to find out I was a bad free throw shooter. And I yeah. remember going to the line, and somebody went, A12. Yeah. How do you shoot these things? He had a fucking brick, and I bust out. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's, that's great. That's like, great. We respect that. I hit two to send that shit to overtime. When they bring the props, you know, we respect Bro, the, the thought the, that goes like, into that. This is genius. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wish I could find that kid now. He's, yeah. I hope he's doing comedy somewhere. But talking <laughs> about white schools versus black schools, so Cameron Tatum, right? So this guy, I mean, he's a superstar. He was incredible. Marshawn Brooks, they had an all-star team. Um, they play St. Pius. And... Uh, Led by a guy who went to Birmingham Southern, who is now the coach at St. Pius, Aaron Parr. Shout out to Aaron Parr, very good basketball player. They had the discipline Princeton offense where they run for five hours and you got to keep up with everybody. Yeah, but they sco- their games were like in the 30s. No shot clock. 
Tucker's used yeah, now there's a shot clock. Um high in school high school. Got a shot clock? Yeah. No it's shit. It's like thirty five seconds, I think. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But they didn't used to have one. Not nah, when I played. Me and neither. so Pius, they they would just run forever. They beat Tucker like thirty two to twenty nine or something yeah. because they just didn't want to like run with them and like the first quarter was like eight to six or something because they just had the ball for so long. So and you got to chase those guys. Like, Pius was a pain in the ass to play against. Yeah, we I would played, beat them, but you got to chase them for fucking nine hours, you know? So I played against that historic Westlake 99 team. Westlake was always very good. fucking 30 and 0. Yeah, yeah. Bro, my dumbass coach, this motherfucker, he thought that we got athletes too. We just didn't run. My coach was like, we're going to run this offense. He didn't base it. Based off his athletes, so yeah, you're supposed yeah. to look at it. And go, I got shooters. We should we should be running, gunning defense. That's how we gonna win games. We running set offenses, and our center was six four, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. So we play Westlake. We got beat by fifty the first game. <laughs> okay. At Westlake, it was terrible. <clears throat> yeah. So he goes, all right. So there's no shot clock. He's like, man, we are gonna hold the ball. We are gonna run four corners. Four corners. This is the worst offense ever. Yeah, so you, you can't you can't do it the whole game. He tried to. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what we end up losing. You do like when you're up. That's what four corners is for. We got beat. So we we his, his mind ain't gonna <laughs> score ninety tonight. Yeah, yeah. We still got beat sixty to fucking twenty five. Right, right, like, right, right. bro. Yeah. It was the dumbest That's shit. That's like ever. a stall thing. See, St. Pius did the Princeton offense, which obviously comes from Princeton. Um, they're the guys that beat. It's all uh, number one ranked UCLA, that famous game. But they won in the 30s also. That was like in 35 to 34 or something. They got a, so it's what, the, the backdoor cuts and all that shit. Yeah. So the four corners thing, explain that for somebody listening that so, doesn't know. So basically what you do, you bring your point guard out, and there's no shot clock. So he just stands there and dribbles the ball. And so eventually the team's got to come play defense, so he's just going to stand there and dribble the ball. So once you come out to play defense, he throws it to a corner. And now they draw a defender out. Yeah, you just and put you just four guys in the four shit. corners so of like your half of the and eventually yes. somebody and eventually you wear the defense down and somebody attacks the basket and tries to score or fucking shoots the shot. It's the dumbest shit ever. Well, a lot of times okay. it's just to stall because again, uh, typically you're winning in that yes. situation. It sounds yeah. like they were being dumbasses yeah. and tried to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tried to just hold the ball. Yeah. My coach was like, like, if we, if we don't we'll give them, so we don't like, give them tempo, hundred percent. It's like defense, virtually. Like, Stupid. Yeah, like like prevent in, you from winning. Yeah, same so, shit. Yeah. and y'all were trying to play it the whole game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. start the game and prevent defense. <laughs> so what started happening? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Had, they had AJ Boye. AJ went to Indiana. They had uh, who else was on that team? Kerry Willis Pacman was on this team. Pacman Jones. Yeah, I was at his uh, jersey retirement. Bro, at, at Westlake, it was awesome. All yeah, they yeah. started doing, they were so athletic. They yeah. just started throwing fucking oops from half court. Yeah. I yeah. taught players six four. Yeah. They would just start. It would run up and set a screen behind who's ever over there yeah. and just throw oops. That shit got ugly. I'm talking about these bitches was throwing oops from half court on us. I was like, bro, we looking at our coach like you are. The- oh. Those are the kind of games where like it felt like a professional basketball game. I get my dad got me out of school early to watch. Um, I was just talking about this with somebody the other day. I can't remember who it was, but it was. Westlake versus Dunwoody. Oh, I bet that was a good. One. 2000 and I want to say five or six. Um, I mean, you're talking just loaded teams on both sides. It was at Westlake. That's one of those games you have to get there three hours early you or you're not going to get a seat. Mm-hmm. Standing room only. Standing room. One of the best uh, high school basketball games I've ever watched. I'm pretty sure Westlake won. I think they won. And that was the one they retired Pac-Man's jersey at. So, like, even at halftime, it was awesome. You know? mm-hmm. See, like, an NFL player walk out there. Man, those games, playing in high school gyms where it's standing room, that shit is intimidating, bro. Like, I remember playing in some games where, like, the ref have to, like, move people off the line so you could take the fucking ball out. 
was like that. Yeah, packed. because it's still like it's still technically a local basketball game, so like you can get pretty close to the. You know, it's still just your neighborhood. You right. know, it's not like a like a huge arena where they have like security and shit like that. You know, she's got a janitor over here. Just right. like that's the only guy he, keeping you from the court. You know, <laughs> he hoping y'all don't break. Some shit yeah, yeah, he's exactly. trying to be like, man, y'all don't be in here fucking up. Don't be messing up the the stands. Yeah. I ain't trying to clean up all this shit. Yeah, yeah, but but and with the. You know, a v- very few exceptions. The fans at least still have the respect to be like, it is still the game. Like, we're not going to run on the court. We're not going to do anything crazy. Sometimes they do yeah. that because they're fucking idiots. But catch, like, catch Banneker in Tri Cities and see how that. How yeah, well, that that's what I'm up. saying. Like, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it gets crazy. But, yeah, but for the most part, it's cool to just see people like they're they're into the game. They're intense about it. They're right there, but they're like, it's still you know we're letting the players do their thing. You know, man, it's a. Uh, yeah, we used to have, we didn't play against any John Morants, you know, any want to be tough guys, but it used to be some games we played <laughs> against, like where the people in the stands would be like, y'all make one more three-pointer, y'all ain't going to get to the house tonight. For sure, like, for sure. Shut your dumb ass up, we're in the 10th grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait for you in the parking lot. <laughs> okay, come on with it. I don't think I ever got any of that either. We um, we almost got to find the tunnel once with Druid Hills. That was hilarious. Um, it was It was like in the locker rooms that were like under the court. And the coaches had to, like, hold the teams back. That's always a very funny thing, too. Like, uh, if if Key and Peele did a sketch about this, like, if you just let the guy go instead of holding him back, would he really try to fight the other guy? Probably, Probably not. not. You right. know, it looks cool for the cameras. NBA players do it all the time. Right. Hold each other back, and they act like they're fucking, you know. But, like, if you let him go, would he really, yeah. you know? He's going to walk about four or five steps closer. And then keep just yeah. Yelling. Like I, I want to know what would happen with that kid from Detroit. Remember when he uh, LeBron hit him in the face and he started bleeding and he tried to like chase him down on the other side. <laughs> the blood's a little different. I, I know, I know. <laughs> but that's why I'm interested to see what would have happened if they had just let him go. Like, yeah. Are you really going to swing on LeBron James? I mean, maybe I don't know, but like think 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 it through. You know. <laughs> I mean, hey man, if the Rock give me a bloody nose, I might have enough adrenaline to try at least a couple I swings. Do, I think that would be very foolish. <laughs> <laughs> Not carry guns. The rock yeah, you just Rock give me a bloody nose. He's gonna get this forty. That's, what, that's what's about to happen. Yeah. Gonna shoot one of them pecs off your ass. <laughs> right, right. Um, okay, so you play. You said you played two years, or did you finish four years? Or oh yeah, so I, so Birmingham Southern. Um, it was a cool school, but I was kind of like looking for a college experience. I didn't really look into like this, uh, the stuff outside of basketball. Um, and they did kind of bait and switch us a little bit. I remember on the recruiting visit, we went to their, you know, the frat row with all the frat houses, party shit. And every single one had a party going on. We were like, Oh, this is great. This is what college is going to be. We're going to play basketball. Then we're going to come here. We enroll, we get there, and we come to find out that was one of, like, three nights of the whole year. They party flyered you. The whole whole year. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You get in the club. Who these big bitches? So, like, you know, like, halfway through the season, I got teammates that are like, dude, let's fucking go to Bama. Let's go to Tuscaloosa. It was, like, 45 minutes away. Let's just drive there and go party there or something. Like, so it got to a point where, like, that wasn't the only reason I went to college, but, like, it would be nice to, you know. You, so wanted, do, do some you wanted that stuff. experience. So like you transferred? Or? I did, yeah. So two years in, I transferred uh, to UGA, which I had some friends from high school there and stuff from the neighborhood. So that was cool. So I did get to do, like, college, so to speak. But you were done with ball? Did you try? Yeah, it? no. I didn't I didn't even try to walk on or anything. Um, you know, they got a rec center, plenty of good guys was, that, like— He was the intramural champ. So, like— I mean, yeah, it's, UGA is a huge school, so there's plenty of guys there that, like, could oh, be yeah. playing D1 or could be— 
somebody or something, but just weren't. And so, like, the, the competition was still pretty high level when you go to the rec center at Absolutely. A, a big school like that. So I still had basketball in my life. I just wasn't. Uh, it, it was a guy. It's funny you brought that up because we did an interview recently with a guy who played. So this guy named Scotty Anderson was playing intramural football when I okay. was at Grambling. Yeah, yeah. This motherfucker was out there balling so much, he got put on the fucking football team and made, oh, that's it, great. And made it to the league as a wide receiver. That's great, man. Yeah, yeah. so I, it used to be some intense games in, in rec, even if I lost the state. I For sure. Some of that shit. For sure. But and I, how, how is that feeling? Because, like, people don't realize, man, playing athletics – it's technically a job, right? And it might pay off. It yeah, might even not. at D three, like your schedule is pretty rigorous as far as where you got to be weightlifting. Yeah. You know, so how did that feel? To like you, now, you just in it was college, weird. Just it was ex- weird. Experience like the college. first week, I was like, "What do I do now <laughs> with my day?" You know, like what was classes your out, uh, journalism, just because that was a faster way to you know get me out of there, get graduated. <laughs> yeah, because like-, like coming from liberal arts, which is what Birmingham Southern was, all my credits didn't come with me. Mm-hmm. So I had to do um, one extra year of college. Um, so journalism was just the fastest way to to finish up. So but like, I never like wrote for the paper or anything. Had no intention of doing like, any I'm of that doing shit. The bare minimum. Let me kind of yeah. I mean, it was still a good school. I, I made pretty solid grades, but uh, I never wanted to be like a, a journalist. I mean, I just sat here and talked shit about Skip Bayless and <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> And then you, you got to talk like this, you know? Like, I never wanted to be that guy on the news where you got to just fucking fake it for the camera the whole day. Yeah. And then uh, my folks were like, figure some shit out or you're going to law school, basically, because <laughs> I hadn't picked a thing. And then uh started doing stand-up. And, you know, here we are. So is it, your family must be lawyers. My mother is. Okay. Yeah. Um, and That's then, a good profession, though. At least she wasn't, like, retired from the varsity or something. Well, you about to go make creams like no no, no <laughs> she she literally made it that way because she knew the path you know for lord there really is no path in comedy necessarily you know like it can happen but it can be but so many different not. ways yeah. you know lawyer you go to law school and then you're in you, you know yeah. assuming you finish Past that damn bar yeah exactly so did uh, you dab around with stand up at uga or yeah yeah senior years when i started i was i was driving back and forth to athens atlanta athens atlanta doing open mics and stuff like that okay what yeah. was that like that's a long haul boy yeah but i was young you know and hungry now you'd be like young i'm not and driving 30 fucking minutes <clears throat> to do yeah it was it's funny i did just drive back from knoxville the other night and got home at like 5 a.m but they did give me a bag for yeah, that paid so yeah, yeah. yeah. this is yeah. one thing when you go yeah, exactly to be paid. yeah it wasn't thing. an open mic i would never do that you for, wasn't doing charity work yeah exactly Exactly. But I used to catch the train in L.A. when I started from Northridge, which okay. is up past Hollywood, yeah. all the way down to like Long Beach and shit for like yeah. five-minute mics. Those are the uh, stories, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. even in the back of your head, you're like, I'm grinding. Yeah, yeah. I'm man. grinding you get, right Then now. you get a few years in. You're it like, fires that you was up. the dumbest shit. You yeah, know but it's also like it's hard to know how to start, you know, or like where to go. And like there were some mics in Athens, but not like Atlanta. Atlanta, there was mics every night of the week every all night. over the place. Um, Let me ask you a question. Yeah. I went through this as an athlete trying to transition into comedy. Yeah. As an athlete, it's politics. Mm-hmm. But if you're good, you play. Sure. It's not like that in comedy. Yeah. And I, I, I quickly noticed that on mm-hmm. the Atlanta comedy scene when I got back. And it's not like that in L.A. But yeah. have you experienced that a little bit? So what I was always like... Um, and it did kind of transfer the, the mentality from athletics because I remember this one game 
Uh, my dad had me play up an age group one year, and I didn't play very much. Those guys were good. And I played sometimes, and I had some good games, but I didn't play all the time. And I remember this one particular game. I asked the coach, uh, a guy named Tony Hill. This is for Atlanta uh, Select. They were an offshoot of the Atlanta Celtics. And uh, I asked him why I didn't play, and he, like, basically chewed me out. I was like, don't ever ask the coach why I didn't play. And so that kind of stuck with me. So, like, that's why I don't ever ask, like – like, when I was coming up in comedy, I never asked showbookers, like, hey, how come you haven't had me on your show? Like, I just felt like that was annoying people and, like, basically – Prove it, like show it on the court, show it on the stage, you know. And to your point, yes, people do decide who who they want to book and who they don't want to book. But there's this there's an idea of like just being undeniable, you know. Mm-hmm. That um, it was almost like a like a good feeling when someone would be like, "Have I had you on my show?" And I'd be like, "Oh no, no, no." And they'd be like, "How have I not have you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, fucking, I know." Yeah. But I'm not gonna say that to them. To them, you know. Yeah, but you yeah. get that feeling, like, hey. You know how it used to translate for me. It wasn't necessarily like, why is this? It, it would be like, I just did a show with 10 people. I obviously murdered this shit. Yeah. I obviously was the crowd favorite. Yeah. yeah. What do I got to do to fucking get on a regular gig? You know what I mean? For that, sure. that was like what would happen to me because for sure. And I'll put it out there. It was the skull. Bro, yeah. every time I went and did that over my, I would rip that shit. Like yeah, to the yeah. point where like Andrew would be like, bro, good shit. And as a former athlete, you like, all right, if you're good, you play. So yeah. how do you get a tryout? Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I asked you that. Well, no, so I, I mean, I tell people all the time, the first best stuff I ever did, um, I was like, and of course, you know, having the mentality I have where you're not going to like necessarily try to bang those doors down and just do it, do it with your performance, it is going to take longer yeah. to get shit. And when I finally got a best of, uh, and this was just by chance, Gabriel Iglesias, fucking fluffy, was in town shooting something for some TV show. And he dropped by the skull and wanted to do, like, 20. And I was the one that got bumped. So I had to follow Gabriel Iglesias. Very first weekend show I ever did at the mm. Laughing Skull, doing 20 minutes. Uh, he was cool about it. He brought me up. So, he, like, he, you know, he was like, I know I just did 20. I'll bring you up, this kind of shit. I still have the video of him bringing me on stage. Um, and I had a good set. And his friends liked me. The other comics that were with him, a guy named Martin something. And I can't remember the other guy's name, but he's got, he's got a thing on Netflix now. But anyway... We like hung out, and I'm like, oh, I'm in. Surely the Laughing Skull will just be calling me now, you know? <laughs> a full calendar year went by before I did another one. And it wasn't because they didn't like me or did. They just, you know, if you're not constantly going there yeah. and showing your face, it's easy to forget. There's so many comics, you know? I tell people that out of sight, out of mind. If I don't go out and do mics, I won't get booked. Sure. People, people assume that I'm yeah. probably on the road. I still road go. I still go. Even the clubs I, I work at primarily, Punchline, Laughing Skull, I go, I go all the time just to go hang out, you know, just yeah. in case. Maybe somebody will drop. Maybe somebody this and that. And it's like that's more effective, I think, than, excuse me, you know, sending emails or bitching at people like, why am I not on the thing? Why am I not on the thing? Just fucking be there. And then when it's time, when your number gets called, when you get subbed into the game. Yeah, right. Make some plays, you know, right. and then the coach will be like, "All right, we can trust him on the on the floor," you know. Right. That's a, that's the mentality I bring to it, you know. And then the other thing that translated from athletics was the short memory thing. So, like, especially being a shooter, you know, you miss oh, five in a row. Yeah. It's very easy to be like, "Well, I'm not. I'm just not going to shoot anymore." Yeah. The crowd's watching, you know, putting that bitch up. Yeah, they know I can't shoot now. You get in your head, but it's like you got to just fire the next one, you know, because it's like reputation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, even if he's missed twelve in a row, you still want Stephen Curry shooting the ball at the end of the game, mm-hmm. you know. So that kind of that kind of stuff helped. And then just being, you know, in front of people doing shit, 
in front of a crowd, in front of people yelling at you, trying to distract you. You know, that, I think that translates too from uh, from athletics to to That's comedy. a good point. I didn't even thought about that. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I've experienced that as well. You right, especially that shooter mentality. I remember one game I was like oh for something, in the yeah, first, yeah. oh for the oh for the month in the first half, and my dad came and caught me like right before we went back out, and he was like. What you gonna do? I was like, man, I'm just having a bad night. He was like, keep shooting that bitch. What the fuck? How do you think you gonna get out of the slump? But you gonna go home 0 for 9? Yeah. I would rather go home at least 3 for 15. Yeah. I was like, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, my dad was a big time <laughs> stickler about that kind of shit. I mean, I have a million different DVDs of him just yelling at me personally to keep shooting the ball. So, <laughs> you know, and we would always butt heads on that kind of shit. But at the end of the day, that's, yeah, that's how you get out of the slump. You just keep, keep firing it up there. It's it's crazy that you mentioned that because I tell like even when like teaching a comedy class they always ask me like well how do you get over a bomb it's like go get back on stage yeah you gotta just, just go do the, the same next show. night if you can if right. you bomb at seven o'clock you got time to go find you a ten o'clock spot go yeah, do exactly it. yeah you want to get on stage as fast as possible right yeah so it's same way it's good to see that I'm not the only one that realizes that sports transfers over to like comedy and shit no I think there's always like parallels in in different disciplines so I mean that's why like. Like, there's certain wide receivers that used to take, like, ballet and shit, you know, just for the flexibility and all this kind of mobility shit and stuff. Offensive and then you're, like a, you're just a better, yeah, you're just a better player. Yeah, they take, like, judo and stuff because that's what offensive line is. It's big six, eight. It's all, it's all balance just... and leverage and, like, because everybody's 400 pounds, you know, but who's got the best technique? Who's got the best, who's lower? All that kind of shit, you know. Who's more nimble on their feet? Why, uh, linemen are, are wild. You ever see a, a picture of a retired NFL lineman? He looks like a normal guy again. Mm. Like, you're not supposed to be that big. And so what they do when they retire, they go down to, like, 180. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's small. You're like, how did you play? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, like, wild. So that's why I asked you that, and you're like, yeah, my dad might have played guard. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And, like, you see a picture of Nick's dad from, like, this fucking 1973. He's, like, 350 with, like, number 68. You're like, how the fuck? No, he was a skinny guy back in the day. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Did any of your uncles play uh, any professional sports or anything? Pro? I don't think so, no. They, but they all did all, all the sports, all the track, uh, swim team, all that shit. Um, but I don't think any of them went pro. Um, they all just got regular jobs. One of them's in the Navy. Travels the world, um, but yeah, no, no pro athletes in the family. I think I, I think I made it the furthest, maybe. So, yeah. what's your, what's your proudest sports moment? Um, I mean, outside of beating the uh, the Miller Grove game. I mean, that Miller Grove game. Like I've watched it on on tape so many times. Um, what what stands out in your mind about that game? There's like a what, there's a shot. A okay, when it's clear we're going to win the game. And the and my dad's filming, and he pans across, and it's my mother, and she's like shaking. She's so happy. That that's a nice moment that I see on there, where I'm like, you know, you see the the the, the proud parents in the in the shot there. That was nice. Yeah. Um, as far as like particular plays or anything, again, I never dunked on anybody, um, but you know, had some games where we hit like. Seven threes or some seven or eight threes in like an AAU game or some some cool games like that where you just can't miss it just doesn't matter you know yeah that is a good feeling like there was one of those when I was playing on that team um, where I went up a year I didn't play a lot and uh, what we just talked about when it's when your number gets called you got to be ready and I got subbed in we were losing our stars just didn't get, uh, give a shit you know some of these AAU games you play fucking five games in a day yeah so it's easy to like get lazy in game three or whatever. 
and uh, they just weren't bringing it. And the coach was frustrated, threw me in. I have this on tape too. It was at, it might have been at Westlake. I think that's where the tournament was being held. And uh, I, uh, I made like four threes in a row in like two minutes, and totally flipped the game. Now the starters are fired back up. You know, because the guy who never plays, now he gives a shit. You know, now the coach made a point to the whole team. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the fourth one, the whole gym is yelling, get it to Nick. Because the buzzer's about to sound. It's about to be halftime or whatever. Threw it to me, fucking sidestepped the guy, threw it up, goes in. Gym goes crazy, you know. And then, uh, and then, and that was after I'd asked the coach, that, that same coach, why I didn't play. After that game, which was after that moment, he uh, gave me the game ball, like, in front of the whole team. So, like... You know, he was basically saying, do your just, – just play, man, you know. Don't worry about minutes and this and that, and then just be ready when it's, when it's game time, you know. Did you – when you asked your coach that, was that, like, something you'd been thinking about or were you just pissed and you're like – like, what – how did that go down? Because that's a big thing to say to your coach. It was probably a little bit of both. I mean, we had had conversations about it before. He had told yeah. me, like, uh, one particular game, like, it, w it was too fast for me, which is probably true. I mean, what we were just saying, a, a super fast point guard, I'm not guarding that guy. I'm not going to be able to stay in front of him. So there were some games like that. And then uh, I that that was how I phrased the question after another game where that happened. I was like, was that one was that one too fast for me too? And then he was just like, don't ever fucking ask me that. <laughs> so, something like that, you know. And that, that, that shut me up for a while. So it, it takes that moment a lot of time of just being humbled by an elder for to, sure. to really set something in. And you're like, oh, I was kind of a dick. Well, that's the thing. Like, those player coaches, it's easy to, like, feel like friends with them. And they are. But then you, you get to that moment where it's like, no, this is a grown man. And these are, like, adult uh, conversations we're having here. So when he puts his foot down, that's, that's the end that's of it, it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well... Man, I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna let you get back to your back rehab, Nick. I know you right, right, this has been a very comfortable chair. I appreciate right, that, man. We we try to accommodate some, you know. some chairs, man. I, I stand up out of the chair and I'm just like, oh god. Yeah, I mean, even though we are a sports podcast, I didn't want this shit to feel like the bench, you know, with them Can, old church yeah. Chairs. Like I didn't even know. Uh, is it typically sports stuff you guys talk about? I should I should have yeah. done my research. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's yeah. okay. All right. Well, we, next next time I come back, I'll tell you how many times I got sacked in football. I would. I would like your opinion on one thing, though, because yeah. me and Plug have had this conversation. Because you, you did you grow up? You're a Hawks fan, or for sure, yeah. For sure, okay, it was it was very uh, depressing because we were just mediocre. I mean, these are, we're talking the Josh Childress era, <laughs> uh, oh. Marvin Williams, yeah, Sheldon Williams number two. Yeah, Marvin Williams is number two overall. We could have got Chris fucking. Paul. There's a whole list of players. I think Pau Gasol's on there. Bro. Tim Duncan might be on there. Bro. It's a lot. I think Carl Malone might be on list. there. Of, of so lists stupid. of players yeah, that the yeah. Hawks could Will have Chamberlain drafted. Will is on the bitch. And, of course, every team's probably got a list like that. But, like, the Hawks is particularly egregious. Is bad. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, even that, like, and Trey's great, but it's like we did have Luka Doncic. And so, that, like, we'll never know, you know? But do you think Trey, especially just this thing has stood out to Plug and I where he said... What was it, Plug? He was like, well, I got 30. Yeah, it's like he kind of oh, comes off as if, if you listen to Murray's interviews after the game and you listen to Trey Young's interviews, Murray is more like, man, we could have done this. This is what went wrong. We, we, we. And this, is, is, this is Murray who? This DeJounte Murray. That's his, like his. Oh, oh, oh his, sorry, his sorry, sorry. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But if you listen to Trey's, Trey's is like, yeah, but yeah, I had a good game, though. It's like, 
Who gives a fuck? You yeah. just lost. Yeah, that's you not a good look for, hair, bitch. for the <laughs> fan base. You know, and I like Trey. I think, uh, yeah, I think that just comes with maturity. You know, hopefully, because we just got uh, Quinn Snyder. Yeah, right? um, he's supposed to be like the young coach, the young player whisperer or something. So I think that's what they're hoping for. And you know, I saw them talking a lot in that game I was at the other night. But how much kinda... really stock can you put in that? Because you just signed the guy you fired to a five-year deal and did a whole press conference about how he's going to be the leader. And you gave him one year, and now he's gone. Who, Nate? Yeah. No, Nate was here a couple. They, they, but they signed him to a new contract and then fired him one year in. That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, yeah, that's part of the so game. So you have this press conference, how this guy's amazing, and then you give him a year, and now you're saying this guy's the best dude. Like, it's just... I would Atlanta, rather, I the Hawks had just always ran like I personally like would have rather them got uh, the guy that cheated on Nia Long because he <laughs> definitely is great at managing A-list talent. Like, he don't give a fuck about your personality. If you oh, can yeah, cheat totally on Nia Long, totally you can definitely handle Trey Young, that that <laughs> You can definitely handle Trey Young, That was so bro. funny. Yeah. Like, I mean, you talk about a guy who was, like, at the pinnacle. I mean, they were in the goddamn finals last year. Right. And then he's just, like, out. Yeah. You know? I was some pussy. Yeah, that better <laughs> Boy, that bitch better be flipping from the chandelier sucking dick. I'm talking about for me to lose my... My job, as, as head coach of the fucking Boston yeah. Celtics. You didn't get fired. He's not Holy Trinity's coach. Like he ain't and, coach and he's not like a man, he's not like a manager either. No. Like, it, like it would still make the press if it was a manager on the Celtics that was fucking around. But like it's the fucking head it coach, the coach, man. Yeah. But when you know they say power corrupts completely. You are the for sure, for sure, head coach of an NBA franchise. Bro, I thought he was you know how much you know? pussy it, you finna get thrown at you? Like everybody's throwing pussy. Like the owners' wives. Like every. Everybody's throwing pussy at you. Yeah, wasn't it? It wasn't it, uh, like an executive he was uh, sleeping that's with, or, or some, somebody up. that was in one of the offices, right? If he would, yeah, that's what. It, that's what got him caught it up. Was some was, lady in the organization, and she was married. Yeah. So the moral <laughs> of the story is: if you go and be high level position, you got to bang like one of the concession girls. Like you can't bang somebody up in the organization. Like fuck the security girl with the fat ass, bro. Like no. I guess. I guess unless there's an agreement, you know, maybe if you're high up enough, then you can draw up some paperwork, yeah. you know, and be like, well, all right, here's what's gonna happen. <laughs> And okay. then if you're a Laker, I mean, you got to fuck the owner. Absolutely. So that's, that's a whole Dude, the Lakers, man. You talk that's about some that. wild shit that they... I, I know they know, have the show out now. Have you read the book? The no, Showtime book? I want to. Oh, man. It's great. I bet. It's great. <laughs> that, bet. That, their party room, whatever it was called, like the other team would come party. Like they just better. wanted to party. They didn't give a shit about the game. They knew they were going to lose by 30. It's the Kareem Magic yeah, Lakers, magic. you know? Yeah. But they just want to come party in, yeah. the, in the other room. Just wild that's shit. That's how Michael good Cooper. they were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other team just wanted... They knew they were going to They knew they were going to lose. Yeah, yeah that, that team was pretty good. They're just ready to party after the game Hell yeah. with, with Magic Johnson. Do teams, yeah. did they let you in uh, the, the Hawks party room the other night when you went to the Wizards? No, game? man. That, <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been cool. And maybe if I get further along in comedy, get some more Instagram followers, yeah. you know, then we can we can uh, see if we can make that happen. Yeah, you're or, not quite man enough yet, Nick. Without the, I guess the not, follower man. number, you got to. That's what it is. That's how you get in the parties. On well, that note, blood sacrifice, where maybe. the fuck can they follow you at so we can get this? My Instagram, I probably need to just change it just to like Nick Murphy comedy or something because right now it's my. It's my basketball number in the middle of my name, which some people find confusing, I guess. But if you type in Nick Murphy, it still pops up. So I don't know. I don't know how fucking Instagram works. It's N10, the number 10, and then Murph. That is my Instagram. That is where you can find me. Well, you're more than welcome to follow me back, sir. Um, Hilarious. For sure. (laughs) Okay. And Um, on that note, man. I I just went over uh, 3,000 
followers. And I've, I've been asking everybody to please refer to me as Mr. 3000. Um, okay. Even as I get to four and five, I still, still would like to well, be called Mr. 3000. We, yeah. we always listen to the episodes and name them after, but damn it, you just named Joan. Mr. 3000. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> we we got, call it yeah. Mr. 3000. And, and we, we might even put Bernie Mac's movie cover up for you. I'd be, very, I'd, be very, I'd be very okay with that. All right, man, with that, with that being said, take us out of here, Austin. All Thank right, you, guys. Nick, we appreciate it, sir. You'll be easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>